The Cosmic Adverse Podcast, written and read by Nick Perry. Chapter 6, Moira. Screams in the distance woke Sir Seraphin from an already uneasy slumber. He quickly removed his blanket in a stupor. The sound of an explosion jarred the young man into action. Adrenaline ran through Sir's veins as he searched the campsite for his companions. Balu, Viti, and Lavu were nowhere to be seen. Roland lay on the ground, his ascent into the world of the living quickening as he, too, heard the cries. The sound of another explosion propelled Roland to his feet. It's coming from the village, Roland said shakily. The stars provided enough light to see through the darkness as Sir and Roland sprinted through the mess of foliage in the jungle. Roland lagged behind Sir's nimble pace as the smell of burning wood sent the Tomasi senses into turmoil. Sir reached the edge of the hill overlooking the village. What he found hit him square in the stomach, to Atoma engulfed in flames. The village was in complete disarray. Sir watches the villagers, small specks from his vantage point, ran in opposite directions. Some of them ran to combat the invading traducers who wreaked havoc through the village. Others ran to help the wounded. Sir could barely make out crimson armor as the invaders moved from home to home, launching fireballs towards the surrounding infrastructure. Homes, trees, the wooden defensive walls, nothing was left untouched by the marauders' flames. The cowardly among the villagers were busy scavenging their possessions and escaping into the dense jungles. Flames jutted out of the top of every adobe. Sir moved his eyes across the carnage. All of the elders' homes had already been flattened or set ablaze. The main hall lay in ruins. The young seraphim's home had suffered the same fate. Sir sprinted down the steep hill with Roland in tow. The feet of the Tomasi barely touched the sloping hill as they, he made his way into the valley and towards the destruction. To Atoma's defensive walls stood a light from the barrage of attacks. The invading Crimson Army had destroyed several of the sharpened trees to make a sufficient entrance. Sir entered the village through one of these openings near the back of the village. He could see the Crimson soldiers coalescing around the main gate as he maneuvered to the back of the village. Sweat poured from Sir as fire raged around him. He soon reached the pile of rubble that once was his home and began moving the debris around in an attempt to find anything, anyone. There were several items that seemed familiar to him. Pieces of the kitchen table lay strewn about, fractured plates nearly stabbed the boy, and torn pillows from his living area brushed his arms. While he was frantically searching the area, Sir heard coughing near his location. He ran over the source of the sound and found the damaged body of his uncle, Ward. The elder Seraphim coughed again before opening his eyes and quickly recognized his nephew standing over him. Sir crouched by his uncle's body. The crimson soldiers had ravaged it. Ward lay still, save for the slow rhythm of his chest moving up and down. The man's breathing sounded like the rustle of leaves being swept off the ground by the wind. The crimson soldiers had severed his right arm during the defensive measure that Ward and the other villagers mounted against the invading army. Sir's uncle held his abdomen with his remaining arm. The guts of the abusive uncle exposed themselves to the open air. Blood flowed from Ward's mouth, and the remains of the thatched roof made quick work of soaking up the iron-rich liquid that seeped from the man's body. Ward looked at Sir through watery eyes. Both of them knew that the elder Seraphim's death was imminent. Sir, Ward coughed through heavy breathing. It sounded as if gravel scraped against the man's vocal cords. Find the sword. Sir's eyes widened as he realized a sword that his uncle referenced. The boy stood up and tore away at the thatching strewn about the area. He desperately moved the stuff out of the way. 
Crimson curtains, iron sword, blue denim, chipped axe, split handle with the dented shovel, frayed arrow, broken water jug, cracked mace, and a package of coffee grounds. Finally, the obsidian hilt, reflecting the fiery chaos like black water, caught Sir's eye. He, the boy uncovered it and grabbed the sword by the hilt, allowing the blade's tip to fall towards the ground as he rushed back to his uncle's side. Sir, you are the Tomasi. Ward struggled to outstretch his remaining arm before falling back onto the caked pool of blood. I know I am the background, replied Sir, disgusted that Ward would remind him of the nickname that the villagers used to tease him. No, Tomasi is not background, Ward corrected Sir in between his mortal coughing. The young Seraphin crouched closer to his uncle's side, listening through the heavy breathing. Blood trickled from the little of Ward's lip as the old man stared at Sir in earnest. Tomasi, Ward said. The old man glanced at the blade in Sir's hand, his eyes fixated on the woman etched into its blade. The old man sputtered out something that Sir could not understand. It had either been protector or protect her. Sir looked at Ward in bewilderment. The sword of Atoma. Save us. Ward breathed the final sigh before closing his eyes. Tears flowed from Sir as he shook the limp remains of Ward, repeating his uncle's name until finally letting emotion overcome him. Sir fell to his hindquarters as he held onto Ward's shirt. The scouring flames hopped from one home to another, eventually surrounding the Tomasi. He saw the frenzied look of villagers through his blurry eyes as they ran past him. He was, once again, alone in the world. Sir stood up in a daze, incensed at the death of Ward. The boy removed his shirt, tugged at the leather strap that he wore as a belt, and used it to secure the sword along his spine. He returned his shirt to its rightful place and looked around, eventually picking up one of the iron blades, reserved for sparring with his uncle. You should learn to fight like a real man. Sir could hear Ward's voice in his head as he gripped the iron blade. Sir raised his head to face the entrance of Tutoma. The Tomasi approached the men and standing there, sword in his hand, slowly picking up his pace until he was in a full sprint towards the invading force. Burned corpses of the villagers lay scattered about the dirt road leading to Tuatoma's gate. The smell of burning flesh filled Sir with a blinding rage as his sandals met pools of blood and water along his path towards the attackers. The crimson soldiers, led by a young commanding officer barely older than Sir, laughed as they stood in a circle, satisfied with their evening's accomplishments. The young seraphim was upon the group in an instant, catching the invaders by surprise as he attacked a soldier stupid enough to keep his back to the village. The feel of the metal as it slid through the soldier's torso is what surprised Sir the most. The sword only resisted Sir's onward push as it met with the man's bone. However, even the bone seemed to melt away in support of Sir's onslaught. The other soldiers in the circle turned to watch as the boy pulled his sword from their fallen comrade. The iron blade smashed with a giant clang as one of the crimson guards met Sir's sword with his own. Sir swung at the group of guards with wild, broad strokes that were easily countered. Tears streamed down the boy's cheeks, causing the guards to blur against the backdrop of cherry-colored flames. Enough! The young commander exclaimed as he drew his sword. In one quick downward stroke, the hilt of the commander's sword met the soft back of Sir's head. As he fell to the ground, the Tomasi relinquished to the oncoming darkness with a taste of blood on his tongue. 
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Cosmic Adverse Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode, although it's a little bit shorter than the previous ones. Feel free to find us on iTunes or Stitcher or your podcast directory of choice. Leave us some feedback. Let us know what you think. You can find us on Twitter at Cosmic Adverse. You can also find us on our website, CosmicAdverse.com. Other than that, talk to you next week.